Hi, thank you. Um, thanks, Millie. This is, it's great to, to be joining you. Um, so I come at this um, as Director of Sense About Science from the other end of the telescope, which is people engaging with the outputs of, um, of government research and statistics and uh, work with communities uh, who are concerned about things like whether air pollution is affecting the rates of disease in their area, uh, thinking about people who uh, want to question whether hospital statistics are made up to fit with government's COVID plans uh, or can they be trusted uh, and that kind of thing. So we work with people um, in different communities and try to engage them in using um, the outputs of, of government research and statistics uh, to uh, to reflect on their experiences and to express their own concerns and what they need. And the kind of premise of that is that statistics are the currency of public life. They enable us to describe the way the world is uh, and also the way we think it should be. So they're enabling uh, in ways that we find people rarely um, think about when they're thinking about <coughs> issues uh, like national statistics. So to give you an example of that, you know, people who want to uh, reflect on whether or not working in agriculture is reasonably safe compared to other uh, other sections of industry, you know, can actually look at what the what the safety record is in agriculture uh, compared to manufacturing and so on. This is the way historically there's a long and noble tradition of statisticians providing people with that currency to express uh, uh, their their uh, position in the world and, and what they think is right or wrong with that. And the sorts of things that we've done, therefore, are about bringing people much more into that kind of re relationship with, um, with power and decision-making. So we run Evidence Week in Parliament, which is opened by people with those kinds of concerns, asking questions to Parliament about whether, in fact, they're using um, the best available evidence to look at the experience of policies across the UK and how they're falling on people. An example of that was in 2019 with the, um, the former national statistician. We ran a, a question, uh, well, sort of a conversation with the national statistician. And I'm mentioning those because they were incredibly surprising to everybody concerned. I mean, to our decision makers and legislators, and also, I think, to some people um, in the world of, uh, of the, the analytical professions in government, which is that uh, people have concerns and questions that are actually posing interesting questions for gathering statistics. And we need to be hearing more of them. I mean, they included things like a guy from Kendall asking about employment retention of people with learning disabilities. Um, they included a, a young fisherman from the, uh, from the Medway asking about whether government actually measures any of the things that they do by way of marine conservation or, you know, whether that's something that's totally ignored at a national level. Um, someone on a zero hours contract, not surprisingly, wondering, um, how uh, things were going to change in terms of uh, accounting for their experience, um, in national statistics. All sorts of really, really interesting questions that show uh, that people are concerned to have that currency and to have um, those means uh, to, to express uh, you know, what their experiences are. And so in part, engaging people in this way is about tools and access and knowing where to look and knowing what to look for. And obviously, we at Sense About Science spend a lot of time helping different communities to find that. But it's also about motivation. And a key part of that motivation is understanding that there's independence, that they aren't being fed a line, um, that they can find a way of describing their experience and having it noticed you know, in a way that um, uh, they feel confident that there are people out to bat for the importance of, of, of those statistics and being reliable. 
Um, so in my view, there are two aspects to whether data and statistics are inclusive. And those are both what's counted and what counts. And I think they're a bit different. So on what's counted, the task force has opened up some really important questions. And I think many civil society organisations are raising things that no one had actually thought about before, uh, about the way that um, the information is gathered and who gets included in that and which experiences get included in that. And clearly, there are sections of the population that are missed. Um, but in our response to those, we need to think about, you know, the questions that we're posing and, and what counts in responding to them. So... I would sort of really highlight the fact that there was a kind of culture change that was brought about by the former national statistician that I think was incredibly important in um, in the analytics professions in government, which is to understand that what you're in the business of is not to produce data and statistics, to, to, but to answer questions. And that, for us, chimes very much with the public. If they understand that, then they understand the need to gather certain information. Uh, and in fact, they see value in contributing that information about themselves uh, rather than an abstract question of trust. And uh, there are, though, I think, I mean, it's a great development. I think it's one that, you know, must continue to be pushed. And I hope that that, that cultural shift of understanding that that's what we're doing, we're trying to answer questions uh, and therefore asking, are people missing or experiences missing in the way that we answer those questions? I, I really hope that that is something that, um, you know, is carried through. But in doing that, I think there's final, sort of bring to a final point. I think that there is, um, still a majoritarian approach to numbers that needs to be thought about. Um, I see it in things like the government digital services approach to, um, to engagement, public engagement on, on the different, um, departmental websites, for example, where when they did an analysis, they looked at the fact that people mostly went onto government websites to get passports and driving licenses sorted out. And because of those big numbers, they therefore reorganized the whole of that interface with government uh, for the population as providing those services. Uh, so as a service users. But, you know, there are times when a very small amount of engagement is incredibly important. You know, you could say, what's the point of, of DEFRA publishing its flood mitigation statistics? when only six people um, look at them. But if those six people are farmers who represent the largest share of the UK beet crop in floodlands, then that really counts in terms of answering the questions or raising issues uh, that maybe haven't been um, incorporated. So I think there is this approach culturally um, to the way that government information is put out more generally that I think ONS and, and others need to deal with. There are a lot of concerns that have come from people we work with about the fact that uh, people are counted in the sense that they're a number um, there. They are sort of in the resident population. They do get picked up in a, uh, in, in the sort of simple question of um, another number, another one. Um, but that the differences in their experiences are hidden by the way the data is used because of this kind of majoritarian approach. Uh, to give you an example of that, you know, a social worker from Lancaster, um, one of the questions put to the national statistician um, previously was um, was about the fact that national statistici statistics on adult social care actually represent a huge diversity within them, um, and that that doesn't come across by producing um, uh, these these kind of national uh, level st uh, statistics. So uh, there are many, many examples of that, about the way that the data that we already collect is masking differences in experience. Um, you know, the ageing skills of the workforce, for example, the four nations stuff that Dawn's already alluded to, which is that, you know, uh, 
um, the, whether whether experiences are sort of squashed, um, uh, big regional differences are squashed as well by b- pulling things together um, in these numbers. And I think we get over that by asking, by making clear that we focus on what are the questions that people want answers to, and therefore what do we need to gather in response to those. And I, I think this is the pathway. Um, a kind of hand in hand sort of pathway using the opportunity uh, of talking about inclusion in this way to address something that many of you may remember back from the Brexit days when um, Anand Menon, who's a, who's a professor at King's, was um, giving a talk on Brexit and, and the, um, leaving the EU and sort of was invoking economics and uh, uh, the likely plunge in the UK's GDP. And he's, he, he said this to the audience and a woman yelled back, that's your bloody GDP, not ours. And I do think that while people might not relate to that statement, a lot of people in the country do uh, when they look at um, uh, national statistics. And I, th- I think this is an opportunity for us to um, reiterate that it's not about producing a number. Uh, it's about ask- answering a question and working out what counts in answering that question. <laughs>